Okay, then uh, welcome to Insecure Space episode 15. Uh, this is a very spontaneous, quick episode with a lot of people. Um, we are going to talk about the coronavirus, <clears throat> also known as COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2. And um, yeah, basically the idea with this episode is to create a kind of a snapshot of what's going on in Europe right now. Um, this is this is why we have uh, four guests here today. Um, so we have uh, Cody. You can all we are live, so you can all kind of say something and wave the camera or something. <laughs> so uh, no, I was hey. just sorry. I was just like going through one by one. So we have Cody. <laughs> hey, from the United States. I'm specifically in Los Angeles, but uh, yeah. Then um, yeah, Jonty. Hi, I'm Jonty, aka Satonic based in Southampton. Thankfully, not London. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, then um, Dean? Uh, unfortunately, I'm from Spain and I'm, I live in Madrid. You know where all the shit's going on here. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be telling more in a few minutes. And, and of course, uh, David. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in Hungary. So, well, the situation <laughs> is not, not better here. With fewer cases at the moment, but... It will get worse, probably. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm Stefan. I'm from Germany, and yeah, as you can maybe tell, we are all from different countries, and uh, that's kind of the idea to get this kind of yeah snapshot. And everyone's gonna talk a bit about what's going on in their country and how they're reacting on this crisis. And um, yeah, it's uh, March seventeenth, at least for me. <laughs> Um, and yeah, again, this is very spontaneous. We are also uh, live streaming this right now. So um, yeah, the, the audio quality for the, for the audio podcast later is probably not that great, but, um, yeah, that's, it's not that easy to record with five people <laughs> in that, uh, yeah, that quickly. Um, all right. Um, yeah, I guess um, we start with, with Dean from Spain because you are hit the hardest, right? Yeah, right now in Spain, we have around um, like 6,000. Uh, no, sorry, we, ha we have more. We have like <laughs> 11,000 people infected, uh, 509 deaths right now. And uh, the government already took measurements like... Um, they totally banned everyone from going outside of their homes if, if it's not for uh, like medical or basic necessities uh, to um, work if you are not able to telework. Um, How do they check that? Um, they just stop you on the streets because there's no one, literally no one on the highway. So it's only like a few cops on the streets. And if you, they see like just a car going to them, they just like, where are you going? Oh, yeah, I'm going to work. And they're like, okay, I need something to like, verify that you are going to work. They are basically uh, <clears throat> checking no one's on the streets. They already deployed the um, army's um, medical unit on the streets. They are like setting up uh, like different uh, like hospitals, like improved hospitals. And uh, they are like taking over the private hospitals too for like um, offering help to those that need it. Because, like, right now, the problem is that the healthcare system is, like, saturated because, like, everyone's, like, needing help. There's lots of um, high-risk um, infected people, and they, they need to treat them. And there's, there's not enough uh, materials and resources to treat everyone at the same time. 
that's why all these things like the open uh, hackathon they made for like the designing a breathing um, system uh, for like hospitals uh, it's like going on and everything and uh, you can also go out for like uh, financial stuff or like getting gas for your vehicle and uh, yeah like emergencies these kind of things they also um, banned all the like uh, burial um, events and uh, yeah it's everything's pretty much like fucked up here They the first measurements they take here in Madrid, we're like to close all schools and universities. Um, right now, I'm like homeschooled. Let's say like we are like uh, working, like having online lectures, which is like a total chaos and mess. And um, yeah, it's basically the the this, this will keep for like it was supposed to be only 15 days, but I think it's gonna last for at least two months, probably. So. You are in a lockdown. Is it just for Madrid or the entire country? Um, at the beginning, it was only for Madrid. Like we were locked in Madrid because the community of Madrid, uh, the regional government was the one that was like managing all these things. Like every like Spain's composed by different regions, and they have like different regional governments. And uh, Madrid and a few others were the first ones on like taking measurements against this. But right now we are on a like a national lockdown, so. No one in Spain can go out, and um, yeah, we're pretty fucked up. <laughs> so, just to clarify, you, how, can... how quickly did this ramp up? By the way, like like from from things starting to get serious to the lockdown, how how quickly did that happen? That happened in just a few weeks. Um, I remember they were still like taking measurements and everything. They declared the alert state in this this Sunday. And uh, yeah, these last two weeks, it, it escalated super fast. Like they, every day we were like, oh, we got 30 36% more people than yesterday. And like, it went like been incredibly fast. And uh, after the 8M uh, feminist uh, uh, movement and everything, like more people got infected. They made a like, like a right wing um like meeting with like thousands of people and they also got like lots of people infected uh major political <laughs> leaders and everyone was infected and uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty hard like but in a few in just a few weeks we got on the same level that italy had like few like a week before crazy so mm -hmm. um you can go out for uh emergencies you can probably go out for grocery shopping and And go to work, right? That's it. Yeah. Right now, the like, it's more a thing of like social responsibility because like you can go out and there's probably not not gonna be a cop in every corner. Like you could just go out to see your friends or something like that. But that's and they they wouldn't probably find you're like going out. All uh, the things that they are like just like controlling the major places where like people move and. Um, Right now, it's a thing about like social responsibility and staying home, trying to like lower the curve of like the infected people, so hospitals can uh, feed all the people that are infected at the same time, and uh, they can offer proper treatment for those that need it. And it's just like they're just trying to like decrease the the impact this is gonna have on the. Today, the president took like more financial measurements because like French. Uh, 
uh, French president took like uh, Messamendic for like uh, avoiding this financial uh, death. Like <laughs> he he used uh, lots of millions of uh, euros to like support companies and small uh, businesses and like self-employed people. And today, Spain is like starting to take more measurements in this like economic uh, way. And uh, yeah, it's like weird. I have a few questions um, uh, written down. Oh, sorry, Cody, go on. I, I'm I'm really curious to know, like, in your opinion, like, how seriously after your government tried to start getting people to stop going out, um, was it just a couple extreme groups that were like refusing to obey and still going out and getting a bunch of people infected, or do you feel um, like your government was doing a good job of warning people and getting people tested like early on? The thing is that at the beginning, like, the government has always been like, um, like telling people to stay at home, like recommending and suggesting like yeah you better stay home stay home like it's what we like the health minister was suggesting and uh like it was kind of in in this way but there was like a lot of people that was like against this like uh for example right now the right wing on the government is like against closing uh like different um like stores on the streets and uh like there are like against of some kind of like there are right a few hours ago they posted a tweet like um why are pharmacies open and uh these uh local stores closed and it's like i mean <laughs> there's they are not really taking this that seriously and there's like <clears throat> this is pretty difficult for all people to understand and there's like everyone's like taking this in a good way like they are trying to like stay home and find things to do because like you know for us, it's easy to stay home because, like, we are able to like find ourselves some entertainment to like um, hack some things or like uh, get an ESPN star program in something or like uh, yeah, whatever. But there's lots of people that are um, on their daily use, uh, like they just go out with friends on the noon, like they they go to work on the morning, and they they find it pretty difficult to sit at home. Like everyone's like freaking out. Like you can see like people like oh my God, I'm dying, and there's people that are like trying to like go out on walks and uh like trying to go to the mountain or things like this and they are getting fines oh okay <laughs> so if you go out and the police uh i guess the police is patrolling yeah. and you if they and... find out they will probably find you what's the fine sorry uh i don't know the exact amount i could check it out <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because um, I think I heard or I read something about 200 euros from Italy, but in Austria, they can fine you with up to 2,000 something euros if they see you. Wow. But I'm Austria, checking, uh, but I think Austria also said that if they find, like, if you go outside alone, they don't really care. Like, they, they don't care. Um, but if you uh, are in groups outside, they gonna like yeah dissolve yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, the the, mo the problem here is that um here they allow you to go on a walk with your dog like they 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 obviously say yeah, like, yeah you can you can walk your dog you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um the thing is that there's like lots of people that are using dogs as an excuse to go out and you can find people that are like a group of three persons like walking the dog and the government is like no 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 for walking the dog you just need one person. And they're like, mm. they're like, they are having to like specify how you can go out like every day with different um, situations and things like this. And uh, also, I just checked the fines here, 
And uh, here it says it, it can go up to um, 60,000 euros. What? Ouch. If you are against the public health and omitting the police, I mean, probably here it says it can be up to like, um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this. But uh, you know, they, they, they tape all the parks with a signs that says, uh, please don't go in. So if you take out one of these uh, signs that say, uh, don't go in, uh, it's forbidden, you have to stay home, you get a fine of 600 euros. <laughs> and if you're just like randomly partying or doing something outside, it can go up to like uh, 60K. Yeah. Holy 60K. shit. Yeah, I guess that's for probably for organizers of like yeah. bigger events. That yeah, exactly. It's not like if you're going with your friends, you would probably get something like 1,000 euros or like... 2000 euros so i think we got a pretty good image of what spain looks like um but how do you feel like personally about this crisis right now i mean personally this affects you in different ways because like the worst part is not only like um i don't really care about being infected myself the things that i live with my grandparents for example and if i get infected they are like in a risk group you know and um, it also affects me in a way that I can't go out and see my partner, you know, like I can just go out with my boyfriend or with my friends uh, on a night. But that's that's something that's not really affecting me at all. Also, university has been not canceled. They cancel only the, the on-site classes. So they are still like going on, even though the teachers are pretty, pretty much like messing up the lectures online because they, they don't really know how to use this and how to like make different things at least and, you um, have an online setup for yeah lecture. yeah that's that's true there are some universities that don't have any kind of online um yeah hello tuition, you know and uh yeah <laughs> and that's a fact up because like you, you will probably have exams at some point uh, on summer vacation or something like that um, i i will get to that i have some <laughs> but yeah like um that. it's mostly the fact of being like at home for like because like if it's only two weeks that would be fine i think uh if it's only two weeks i can stay home for two weeks mm -hmm. but if it's more than two weeks like if it's gonna extend to like two months or even three months that's that's gonna be another thing because like staying home for three months that's i don't think that's healthy <laughs> um that actually is a good segue what do you think how do you think your world looks, or, or the world in general, looks like in in a week? <clears throat> Oof. In a and week, then... I think it just it will just look like um, like a normal place. I mean, it's gonna be empty. The thing is that you know the the the, the main reason why they had to like apply these like super restrictive measurements were because people were going on vacation. Like they were like, yeah, there's no university, there's no work. And everyone was like, oh my God, I'm going to the beach to get some sun and uh, like take a bath on the, on the sea. And it's like, and the government's like, no, that's not what it's for. <laughs> it's for you to stay home. <laughs> and they, then they declared the alert state in which they said, okay, now you can go out officially. If you go out, we can, we can find you, you know? And um, I think in one week, there is not going to be such a huge change. But if this stays like this for more than one month, it's going to be like we will really notice the changes. And like uh, lots of uh, small uh, companies are going to close and uh, people are going to 
uh, be mad at staying home for like one week is like they can just stay home. I don't know. Um, the thing is that hopefully some governments are like taking like what I said before, like some economic measurements, like um, the rent. You, you won't have to pay like in Spain. They're making it so you won't have to pay the rent for like uh, as long as this lasts. And uh, they will try to help the self-employed people to pay the light and like water. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. This is like a needed rest for the government for the world. Because like right now, for example, Madrid is a pretty polluted uh, city. If you look on the on the horizon, you can see like it's a black cloud over Madrid. So right now, it's 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 clear. Like you can see everything in Madrid's sky, and. Uh, I don't know. It's like a needed rest for the planet. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Hmm. Um, <laughs> who wants next? Should we go to the UK? Uh, I'm I'm up for it. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Can I <laughs> can I drop in? Uh, can I drop in this chart by the way and just see how you feel about it? Because I was reading an article from the New York Times about why my government changed its response, and it it was because of your government's assessment. Oh, let me see. Uh, so this was oh, wow. yeah. So this was a, a chart that showed the projected number of potential deaths um, per day uh, if there is no change in you know a, a lockdown on social gatherings or certain hotspots. Oh shit. 2.2 million in the US. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, even worse here based on that, what, per 100,000 population. But, um, oh, could somebody share their screen for a second? I don't quite know how to. So, so, so oh. the people that are watching this could see it. Yeah. Uh, no, you, can, you can see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. It's a pretty high number. <laughs> you should describe <laughs> this chart for the people that are on the podcast. It's basically yeah. a chart that describes the deaths per day and the population of the country so it goes up really fast really high and then it goes down really fast really high but thankfully that is if there's no changes right and they are going to be forced to implement new changes so you know disclaimer that's likely not going to happen but um it puts it really into perspective that this is like not the flu it's something to be taken seriously i i saw trump's tweets you know comparing to the flu it's it's not um, I mean, we have a similar problem here in the UK is that the government just really isn't taking it seriously. I mean, everyone's well in the UK. Um, I mean, the British mantra is just keep calm and carry on. And during the blitz, people would dance under railway arches as as bombs were being dropped and people went on with their jobs. But you ca just can't you know, do that with this. So, yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes for people to actually take it seriously here because there aren't any really official restrictions. Um, people, uh, the government is saying don't go to pubs, don't go to clubs, etc. But they haven't actually closed them as of yet. So, yeah, everything's just up in the air here. Not there's really uh, no action has been taken. Hmm. No, like none at all, other than some advice not to go. Well, they're saying that you should, um, you know, self isolate, etc. And today I just watched the news and they've pumped in a quarter of a trillion pounds into the economy to help small businesses. <laughs> So, you know, they're doing a lot on the economic front. In terms of socially, they haven't closed schools. You know, trains are still running. Um, you know, mass gatherings aren't banned, but I think they're restricted in, in terms of the advice. Um, luckily here, people intend to do what they're told. So most people are heeding the advice, though I went out earlier with a mask and, you know, everyone was just 
they, they looked at me like I was kind of crazy. Now, in, in their defense, the mask is like pretty, pretty massive. It's, it's, you know, the biggest thing you can kind of get. So it's kind of understandable at this point. But I think in a few weeks, everyone's um, perspective is, is going to be completely changed. Uh, yeah, and no, I, I really think people have underestimated the, uh, the effects of this. Hmm. Uh, what are your numbers in the UK right now? So that's interesting. Uh, it was a thousand. However, then they changed the um, the method of testing. So now you they only test people who go into hospitals. So the numbers they're reporting now are, are people who are severe enough to have to go into a hospital. So those have increased by 500 today to 2,000. Though on the BBC News, this is BBC News, they're saying the official estimates of the total amount of people is close to 50,000. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Shit. Um, That's a lot. How are they, how are they not uh, closing the school or, or not even the university? Well, the, the, the argument is, is that a lot of health workers have kids and that if they close the schools, then those kids will have to be looked after by their parents who are in the, the healthcare or they'll have to be sent to their grandparents to be looked after by them. And that'll take people out of the healthcare system. But I mean, we did it in Spain. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. it's, you know, this, these are just breeding grounds for um, infestation. Even if kids aren't really affected by this and are quite asymptomatic, they're just spreading it home to their parents. It's like, you know, if the parents have it, then, you know, the kids will get it and then bring it to school and the other kids will get it, take it home, give it to their parents. And it's important to um, keep in mind, I, I did some research uh, a few days ago, and, and you bear, bear in mind, um, uh, a lot of the research right now is very early days, so we don't know if this is true or accurate, but they're saying that asymptomatic people who are infected are just as contagious, if not more contagious, than people who are showing heavy symptoms. Mm -hmm. So after eight days of infection, even if you're still showing heavy symptoms, your um, viral load tends to go down quite a lot. So it's a lot harder for you to infect other people. But for the asymptomatic, just wandering around, oblivious to the fact that they're, they're carrying this and you know spewing out into the air as as they're going along, like little chimneys. Um, yeah, they're just infecting a you know shit ton of people. So you know, fifty thousand now. If that continues to double every few days, could get pretty dire pretty quick. I know they've cancelled. Um, uh, non-urgent uh, surgeries for the next three months. So that frees up a whole load of hospital beds. They're looking at requisitioning private hospitals. But yeah, I, I really don't think it's um, set in at all. And we're entering the boom stage now. So within the next few days, the next week or two, it's just going to go, you know, up Crazy, in, in terms yeah. of cases. But yeah, I'm, I've stocked up on rice. I've got a lot of food here. So I'm just crossing my fingers. And luckily I live by myself. So you know, no one's really going to infect me per se, but it's more that older relatives, people who are kind of, you know, oblivious to the, to the situation, to the circumstances, still thinking about traveling, going on the trains with a bunch of people who hasn't, uh, yeah, no, then they're just completely out of their mind as far as I'm concerned. Do you order food? Um, I used to. So I was getting what's called an Ocado delivery every week, but now you have to book two to three weeks ahead in order to get a delivery slot at all. And when you do order, they limit you to like two pieces of everything or one, you know, uh, thing of toilet roll. So it's it, it's almost kind of pointless at, at this point. So I've resorted to just going into shops because um, th there's there's no other option. I know the the big supermarkets, the big chains, they're out of rice, they're out of flour because you know, people like bread, um, they're out of you know all the basics. 
So I'm going to the local shops, like little uh, international shops, like Turkish shops, Indian shops, that people are kind of oblivious of anyway. They're much better stocked than these massive stores. I, I just walked into a shop yesterday and got ten kilograms of rice. So, yeah, no, I, I recommend people to do that in the UK because going to Tesco, little Aldi, it's it's just you're you're not going to get in. The the queues are massive, and it's just um yeah, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. In well, Spain, like most stores run out of like basic stuff like toilet paper and like um, breakfast material foods like vegetables, meat. They're like just it's it's a massive wave of people like going in and like emptying everything on the morning. And then like you go on the afternoon to what you want to buy some toilet paper or anything else. And it's like no, no supermarket has it. It's, it's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, luckily, I kind of saw this kind at least to a certain extent. So it got to 5,000 cases in China. And I was like, well, long story short, I was on the phone with my brother and I was super high and paranoid. So he just convinced me to, you know, panic buy. It's like, oh shit. So I ordered like, you know, 10 packs of toilet roll and um, seven boxes of, you know, flushable wet wipes and all these things. And, um, you know, just tons of shit like that. And then for the next couple of weeks, I was sitting there thinking, this is, you know, pointless. Like, what, what have I got this? I bought a mask that cost me 25 quid. I was like, 25 pounds on a mask. I just kept it in its bag because I was planning to return it at the end of the 30-day return period in case, you know, it, it didn't get that far. But, um, yeah, the last week or two, it's just uh, shit hasn't hit the fan just quite yet. But um, I think it's I think it's uh, about to. And um, just on an unrelated uh, note to the UK, I was, I'm making a video today on folding at home. And now folding at home uh, have just introduced coronavirus to their repertoire of uh, diseases they're researching for. So folding at home, if you're not aware, it's um, like a, it's like a, uh, you could download this program onto your computer and it folds proteins. So it's, it's, so it creates this supercomputer. I'm doing a really bad job of explaining here because I have a bit, bit too much to drink, but um, <laughs> so um, it's, it helps um, find uh, drugs for diseases. So the idea is you download this program and then it crunches numbers for researchers at research institutes because these things are really difficult to do. They require supercomputers, extremely expensive, but especially for gamers. I know a lot of people watching this and be gamers. Uh, you know, you can have a lot of free GPU power. So go to Folding at Home and see if you can help. So that's like the SETI uh, screensaver that there used to be where you were able to like participate in like interstellar research by like letting it consume some of your uh, computer's resources, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, essentially. It's like mining nice. for Bitcoin, but where the Bitcoin is something that's actually, you know, of tangible use, really. So, <laughs> it's, so I've ded I'm dedicating a video to it tomorrow. And um, yeah, I've downloaded it now. I've got it going in the background, looking at some cool proteins on the side here. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a really good thing to do. It's cheap. I mean, all it costs is your electricity. It's easy. So yeah, I recommend people give it a go. Where do you think you are in a week in the UK? Ooh, um, well, hopefully in a week's time, there'll be actual restrictions, some tangible restrictions, you know, school closures, hopefully, because my mom is a teacher and you know, she's going to school and she, she works in early years. She teaches four and five-year-olds. You've got these um, four and five-year-olds just dribbling on her like, all day. So, it's <laughs> that, so that's pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more panic probably. Uh, the shops are really going to be raided at that point. Because right now the basics are gone, but if you want frozen pizza, you know, things like that, the, the kind of stuff you can, 
that that's you know not the bare basics you can still find that no problem but yeah i, I think i'd be really surprised if it didn't get to a level where, where it was near martial law kind of like what you've got in spain and yeah i, I feel like this could be a really uh, century defining event kind of like 9 11 people think of life before and afterwards this could be the same kind of thing like the massive change that came in before and after the coronavirus i would not be surprised one question i had was uh, how well prepared do you feel like the government of the uk was in terms of taking proactive steps to make sure that people could get tested early to make sure that they were aware of like how many cases there really were and also warning people proactively about what kind of impact this might have on like their loved ones for example like old people like or people with uh, immunocompromised conditions Sure. So they are advising people with um, compromised immune systems to stay at home for four months. So they're saying, I self-isolate for four months. That is really good advice. But of course, they don't want people to panic because if they come out and say, you know, everyone has to hunker down, A, if that creates social unrest, but B, that really affects the markets and the markets just plummet and everything just goes to shit anyway, you know, hyperinflation and they're giving out a shit ton of free money now anyway. So that would just screw everything up. Um, but... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not looking good. Crazy. Um, Indeed. <laughs> I had something else to say, but I've, I've forgotten, but I'll, I'll think about it. If anybody else has got any more questions about the UK. It's going to be an interesting ca um, case study of the UK compared to other countries, because we're doing it you know, yes. differently. Is, I mean, is the UK closing borders, like with all the countries? Like, are they forbidding, like, all the countries? Because in Spain, they, are, they already start, like... Um, not allowing uh, people from specific countries to come to Spain. We are now closing the physical frontiers with all the, with France and Portugal. So it's like, uh, is, is the same happening with the UK? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, they're advising against essential travel elsewhere, and a lot of airlines are canceling flights proactively. So a lot of this change that's coming isn't from the government. It's from people counseling things themselves, like a lot of clubs, a lot of nightclubs closed a few days ago before the government even said anything. And just a quick thing on the, the preparedness, I remembered something quickly, is that because of Brexit, they were actually stockpiling a lot of medicine anyway. So, you know, they're, they're, they're tapping into those reserves now. So that's uh, something that was just um, kind of a coincidence that's really coming in handy. And but other than that, yeah, no one's really prepared. Actually, in, in the UK, we have a shortage of ventilators of course is a this is a respiratory disease so a lot of people that get it need to put on these ventilators that just pump oxygen into them essentially but we only have five thousand of them and now they're pulling a lot of the manufacturers in the uk and they're telling them hey um so we need you to switch from making aircrafts to making these ventilators can you do it give us a time frame and yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what they come up with but um yeah it's gonna be an interesting case study to say the least five thousand is not a lot it's it's really um, not, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just a, a massive kind of electrical equipment. So five thousand would be enough to deal with like a flu outbreak, but nothing to this extent. Mm -hmm. at all. Wait, you have five thousand ventilators right now? Uh, yeah. Okay, because uh, I think it's around the same amount here, mm. and we have a we have a larger population, um, and uh, I also heard that at least 80% of those are already in use. They cannot oh. be used. Oh, yeah. No. But I guess yes. that's also the case everywhere. Yeah, they're going to have to bootleg some kind of ad hoc 
bootstrap solution together, some kind of uh, really bare bones, <clears throat> bare bones ventilator. But um, it, it's it's weird. Every time I kind of have it in cough, it's you know you don't want to cough because of the social thing. But um, yeah, no, life is really going to change. I mean, I was going to go down to London this weekend for Mother's Day. That's not going to happen now. So I'm probably not going to be able to get home for. It could be. I know Trump was saying July, August. I was watching uh, the news and they're, they're doing daily briefings now in the UK. So every day at 5 p.m., the prime minister will come on along with his top financial and health advisors. And they'll you know, give their information, give updates. And they're saying, like they said, 18 months before we get a, a vaccine. And they're saying that could be a period of isolation. Because, of course, if, if you've got underlying health and there's this about, you, you can't really go out um, and the problem is if we get to December, if we get to Christmas and then people start going out again and the, the virus survives better in cold, colder climates, it's just going to be a second wave. And it is possible to get this virus again. Um, you know, there are cases of that. So, yeah, we could really be in, the, in this for the long. Oh, yeah. I find it interesting that you still have open borders because here they close the borders and like. Two days afterwards, they were saying, yeah, you should uh, cancel um, unnecessary uh, travels. I was like, you <laughs> closed the borders already. <laughs> okay. You made that decision um, for us. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, yeah, they, they haven't really uh, done anything in terms of the borders. Uh, as far as I'm aware of, like, I'm not certain on that, but I'm pretty sure I would know if that happens. Because one, one of the big problems I faced a couple of days ago was that I really had my eyes glued to the news. And for a whole day... I found myself just watching the news, watching these YouTube videos on the virus, and it really, you know, fucks you up in the head. So I'm trying my best to just stay away from the news, just, you know, hop on at 5 p.m., watch the um, watch the updates from the prime minister. But other than that, just, uh, you know, put, put my phone on silent and just try and focus on, focus on doing more productive things. Because, I mean, this is a good opportunity for people to, like, work, I guess, given everyone is going to be, you know, watching Netflix and, uh, you know, kind of pissing their time away. Um, see, I'm, I'm trying to just get as much work done as possible. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which <laughs> which country wants to go next? <laughs> well, if we're going in order of severity, I think it's you. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know if if Germany Germany might be hit um, more than the UK uh, right now. But um, not sure since if if the UK isn't accounting properly, then who knows? Um, but yeah, we are hit uh, pretty hard. We are just uh, I'm looking up the map right now. We are at eight thousand six hundred and four cases. Uh, we have not that many death, uh, like the yeah, not that many um, deaths and not that many recovered cases compared to all other European countries around us. Um, so I'm reading out of that, that we are just like in the beginning stage, but we already have a very high number. So that's, that's really dangerous. What do you um, think Germany is doing better? Cause I know the, the death rate is quite low in Germany compared to other countries. So one thing I heard, and I'm not sure if that's the reason, but, um, apparently in other countries, they are, if someone dies, they are testing them, um, for the virus even if they didn't consider them having the virus in the first place. Because some people, you know, they have another disease or something um, or 
and then um, maybe they got the virus somehow and and die. So they are testing dead people essentially, and we are not doing that. So that might be one reason because just like people dying and no one knows that they had the virus. Mm. Um, other than that, I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe maybe it's still coming. Maybe our healthcare system can keep up better yet than other countries. I don't know. Um, a lot of things we don't know at this point. Um, I find it interesting um, because we, um, our government response has been pretty hard now, but it was a bit late. Uh, you could see Spain, France, Italy, Austria, all closing their borders, closing schools, um, creating, um, yeah, setting up lockdowns, at least in um, high-risk areas. And Germany was just like, yeah, I don't know. Can we can we close the schools? How, what about the workers? You know what you said, John T. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, um, that's but, ridiculous. But it was interesting because I think it was last Thursday of oh, yeah, I think it was Thursday. Um, suddenly everything changed within twenty four hours. You know, before that, before Thursday, it was just like, you know, there were people discussing should we close schools, but no one was really for it or doing anything. And then suddenly all the um, the different state leaders met and then one state just said fuck it we're gonna close the schools here because we are close to um to to austria or france or something um and then one state after another just like closed all the schools closed everything until after eastern um and yeah now now it's a bit more coordinated so the the the, the central government uh yeah, sets up uh, restrictions and not every state on its own because that was quite chaotic. But it was crazy over the weekend. It's just like you could um, refresh the news, the news app, and every few hours you had a new restriction in place. It went from basically no restriction at all to no schools, no universities, no um, you know, no um, events of a certain um, size, then uh, even smaller sizes. Now all. All stores must close except the very um, essential ones, like um, yeah, grocery stores and that kind of stuff, and, and banks. And I'm pretty sure that maybe by tomorrow, so today is it's it's Tuesday, um, March 17th. I would guess by tomorrow or maybe the day after, um, they will declare a lockdown, like you have in Spain. Probably because um, you're prob like escalating so fast. Yeah, probably depends on the numbers. If they don't rise that much, then maybe they wait another day, which I think is stupid. But um, you know, that's how these people work, right? I mean, <laughs> those are politicians. <laughs> yeah, it's the kind of thing we'll um, look back on, and no matter how people reacted, we'll all say people really underreacted as opposed to overreacted. Um, yeah, you have to overreact. Yeah, because it's it's hard to get into people's heads just what logarithmic graphs look like i mean graphs that really kind of you know <laughs> go up exponentially that doesn't really compute in a human brain so yeah i know this is going to be a big learning experience yeah beginning of last week i could already see this is this is becoming really big here um in germany but i couldn't really see anyone else caring at the beginning of the week um <clears throat> I, I saw my university putting up you know people were starting to freak out but not actually taking action they were setting up these like uh, uh special section on their website that that happened in my university like saying what they cancel and what they don't cancel and then they only cancel like big events and i was like J just cancel everything what the fuck but they had to that's the thing with germany i feel like right now they they just they are so afraid of closing down everything at once they're going step by step so like one little step, 
then hmm, sorry sorry is it, sorry to interrupt but is, is that because of the economy you right disrupt uh, things i honestly i don't think so it's more of the the culture the people that are um, they don't get this crisis yet it was always in the news always far away um yeah and and they don't realize how uh, uh how serious that is i can i can notice i went yesterday um yesterday was you know first day where there wasn't any schools open people had a lot of free time some people weren't going to work uh it was beautiful weather so um i went into the city to to get some supplies um and people were all out and about like the the um the ice cream um store um a lot of people there and um they were just not keeping distance at all um yeah no one like i saw people meeting up uh in the public with like i don't know six people or whatever discussing how terrible is this not realizing that what they're doing right now is exactly what they shouldn't do they should yeah isolate they shouldn't meet um yeah it's just it's not i feel like people are not realizing and they're reason realizing the the whole situation now but relatively like slowly and um, yeah, that's why they do it just like step by step. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's just how I observe it right now. Um, I have a lot of friends that f- I I don't think they get the whole situation. They think this is over in like two weeks. And it's like no, it's not. It's also it's not gonna. gonna be over. It's not gonna be over in a month. When mm-hmm. right now they say the lectures start again in a month. It's like no, mm-hmm. there's no way they will start in a month. Maybe the whole semester is cancelled. Maybe they try the the online uh, thing. I'm not sure if that's gonna work because my uni is like not at all equipped to do that. Um, but we'll see. That's gonna be an interesting time. Mm. Um, and yeah, I was actually traveling home on the weekend to my parents, which live in another state, which is more populated and hits much worse with this uh, crisis. And I was already feeling like, oh, should I go there? Shouldn't I go there? And I was stressing out the entire weekend because on the weekend everything was happening the entire restrictions all the news everything was happening on that weekend um luckily everything went well but um i could only relax when i was like back on the state border in where i live because i knew even if things become really bad i'm at least in the same state and i can travel in the same state so it's like (laughs) um because yeah where i live now I, i i feel relatively safe i can go outside uh like few few hundred meters and then and i'm in a forest so um it's not like i'm in a city center where i have to keep in my my uh apartment all year <laughs> just um, to know in the chat i'm just seeing someone saying in holland's the uh had longer lines than the supermarkets so you know just point out there <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah that's that's basically my situation yeah um, I have a question for you then, and everyone else that's already talked to. If you got started feeling sick, do you know what to do to get tested? And do you think you could even get a test at this point? Hell no. No, that, that you can only, if you've got mild symptoms, you just have to self-isolate, yeah. stay at home. Don't call 999, which is, you know, emergency. Don't even call yeah. 111, which is advisory. Just stay at home and wait for 14 days. Here. It's only if you start you know, coughing up blood or, you know, passing yeah, out. Yeah. Here, they, here they did the same, basically. Like, they, they are yeah. telling you not to call the 112, which is, like, the emergency phone number here. And um, 
if you have like severe symptoms and they they bring the testing equipment to your house like they come to your house and test you and uh that's what they are doing right now they are improving the and optimizing this for example here in spain and they will eventually um because right now they're only testing the worst um the most affected people and um but they are working on like on a way to like test more people because they they don't want to only test like the severe ones they they also want to test the ones that are like lightweight like light symptoms because like they all they're all infected and that's a problem for the people that are surrounding them you know and well, uh, yeah here's here's a scenario that sounds horrible to me like let's say that stefan had gone to visit his grandparents instead who might have like an underlying health condition and then he comes back uh and he starts getting all the symptoms but he's not a serious case uh, you know does he need to tell his grandparent or, or like it, it becomes a point where you don't know if you've exposed other people or especially if he'd gone into a nursing home like that could be a huge emergency like yeah here in spain if, they, they would test you in spain like if you if you think i don't know in germany but here in spain if they if you have like symptoms and it's not a severe case for example they you would be tested and then uh, if you if you are on uh, positive they will test anyone you've been in contact in close contact with for example if if stefan was like with his with his grandparents like uh they would test his grandparents to see if they are like positive too and they would like start testing people that are like critical uh that have been in contact with the person yeah yeah same thing in hungary but i'm unsure i mean we only have 50 cases and they say that every one of them have this uh thing where they track down where that person or who who that person met well that 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 seems fine but i'm not sure like if it grows to like a thousand or like something like how can you track everyone down at that point like you don't have the resources for that so. yeah so here um there are a lot of numbers you can call um Actually, I think it depends where you live. There may be like special services set up just for your region. Um, I'm not like too much in into that stuff. Like I don't I don't know the exact details. Um, but there are a lot of um, yeah phone numbers uh, you can look up that you can call. And if but only if you have the typical symptoms like coughing and fever, then they're gonna test you as far as I know. Otherwise, they just tell you to stay the fuck home. Um you and yeah, you seem it, to know what to do better than than anyone else though. Like it seems like maybe Germany's gotten the word out better on like what you're supposed to do or like uh, like has more of an emphasis on preemptive testing. It can be difficult however. Um so what I've heard is that some people call call the hotline and they're like yeah go to your local doctor. And then you call the local doctor and the local doctor is like no I don't have the equipment just like call the Ministry of Health. You call the <laughs> Ministry of Health and it's like yeah you should go to your doctor. <laughs> and then you have an endless loop um and yeah that that can happen because it's it's a lot of decentralization i think going on and um yeah i think it's getting better but also worse at the same time because more people get this so it's harder to track people down so yeah they would like take uh yeah register you know who you are who you were, uh, were in contact with and contact them as well uh if you tested positive but i think that's probably not gonna work in like a couple of days anymore because it's just too much yeah. and uh, i think they already said a few days ago that at this point it's basically um impossible to track down the um the the infection um 
yeah, chains. That's the stage two, I think, where you don't know how someone got infected. So when that happens, then the whole country moves into that stage. Well, we had that in Hungary. So there are people who are infected and they don't know who infected them. And that's a problem because then probably many other people are infected. Yeah. And wait till it gets to millions of people. Like, <laughs> you know, this is only going to get worse. In two weeks, worse. right? So, two yeah. weeks, one million cases. Yeah. We, uh, I want to do this again. Um, either we make another of these snapshot episodes or we make um, more, um, uh, yeah, like in smaller groups, like three, two or three person podcast to go in more detail. Um, but we should definitely make more because I think this is very interesting um, looking back upon even in like a week. Oh, yeah. And to be clear, right now, um, there's official restrictions in Spain. There's not official restrictions. There's just kind of semi-official uh, like advisories to stay inside. But you can still go out right now uh, if you want to in the UK, right? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I could go out to a bar right now and have a drink with a mate. Like That's, that's and, no problem. Assuming it's open, which it will be because they know that once they do close, they're going to be closed for months upon months upon months. And those businesses that have to pay rent, staff wages that's well, screwed well yeah. yeah some countries are like like making this kind of like small business models like oh they are for giving them the rent for the month or like some there is already some cases here where the where the like the owners of the place of the locals and everything they're like um for like for giving the rent for the month that the, cor the coronavirus thing is like ongoing I don't know. They, there, there should be like more official measurements about this. Well, that's going to be a chaos. Like uh, it seems like that the whole economic system is not compatible with something like this. Because, I mean, well, mm -hmm. yeah, you could Capitalism say capitalism is going to fall. Well, you, oh, you we're having a recession, economic meltdown, being imminent. Yeah. Like take it to the bank. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like you can't say that. Oh, yeah, you are broke because you can't open your restaurant because there are no people. I mean, you can't do anything about that. Like guys, I'm creating a company right now. Ah, <laughs> oof. Uh, well, I, mean, I was I thinking, hey, you were creating a mostly online and hardware company. Yes. So you exactly. just need to invest in a bunch of shipping labels. Way to well, be socially isolated by nature. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But still, like the timing. Oh my god. And I, I there's so many delays. Uh, right now with my company. Mm. I will talk about this in detail in like another episode, but there are so many delays right now. I'm not even sure if I'm finished with this registration before, um, I don't know, in like months or something, because uh, if this, if I can't move forward this week, then um, probably, you know, the, the places where they uh, do the whole registration process and stuff may might be closed and then, um, yeah, nothing will happen for months. So, yeah. John C., do you, do you have a business as well? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Maltronics Limited is, is registered, though. Um, luckily, I've just finished filing a lot of taxes and all that stuff. So even if my accountants go AWOL for a few months, I should be fine. And and hopefully they put in provisions for people that can't do their books, uh, because their accountants aren't you know around. But yeah, no, they're going to be a freezing business rates in the UK and uh, for small businesses. But luckily for me, I don't have business rent per se. And since I'm the only employee, I can just, you know, pay myself less if, you know, things get bad. But, um, yeah, no, the, the advantage is, if there is any advantage to take from this, I suppose, is that people are, are at home more and online. So 
maybe people will be watching YouTube videos slightly more. I, I, I suppose that maybe that offsets the facts that people are now thinking, you know, a recession is coming. They don't want to be spending money, uh, that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, for everyone, I think we should all just um, remove all unnecessary expenses, like personal expenses, whether it's business expenses, whatever it is, and prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Now, on a business level, I have um, mostly I produce content. So I have production people. I have other talent that I have come in and that like, you know, any of you that like come in that like help me out. And I have people locally that I like pay um, to like feature their projects or, or have them come on. So there's some stuff I can't do anymore. Like I have to cancel my workshops, but this is actually like forcing me to really develop my, my live streaming game, um, which is ultimately probably going to be more profitable because shipping out kits and, and doing workshops based on like a live stream and making it really good and engaging is, is way more scalable. And honestly, you know, it just makes it so you can do it from anywhere. So there's for me anyway, for my model of business, which is to create content that's engaging, like suddenly there's tremendous demand because people are stuck at home. A lot of people are looking into online learning and there's not a lot of, um, yeah, there's just not a lot of stuff that's going to be coming out the same that it was before. But we're able, just because of our really lean format of just shooting inside my house for the most part, we're able to keep producing stuff um, throughout this. And it's actually almost kind of good for us because I could also relocate and continue to produce the same kind of content. And that gives me more flexibility than someone who works at a job where they have to come into an office or flip a switch if they're an administrator and something needs to be restarted. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, th I think this is an opportunity or rather... Um well, an opportunity to think really strategically. So I suppose selling things right now might be slightly more difficult, but right now people's attention is really kind of all over the place. If you can grab people's attention with more content, then yeah, that, that builds brand and um, uh, subscribers, whatever, builds people in. And by the time things get better, hopefully you have more of a base to really kind of uh, you know slingshot it, if that makes sense. Really... Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the, obviously, this is terrible for. Oh for yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm, not saying I'm happy about this at all. I mean, yeah, no, god awful. I mean, there's, there's no good side to this crisis. No, we wins. we we have employees at my academy, like lots of employees, and um, I think it's a, it's an academy, so as you can expect, no students now, yeah. and um, yeah, we there's actually like... discussed the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's off the table too now. Oh god. I mean, the really? best you can do is try and make the most of it, whatever the situation is, or at least try and lessen the damage. Um, but yeah, like me sitting down on my sofa, just watching the news for a day, just, you know, ah, is not helpful, I think, for anyone. And I, I saw an article on BBC News saying how to, you know, um, reduce the impact of coronavirus on your mental health. And they're saying, like, don't watch the news. I'm like, I mean, it's on BBC, <laughs> it doesn't help when you're showing all the you know, no, uh, nothing on shelves, uh, people panicking. Um, yeah, but try and limit news content, I suppose. Really, really interesting that this, well, well, the last time the kind of pandemic or, or similar stuff happened, I guess this big, that the difference was that people stayed home, but they had no real way to connect with others. And now we have this whole internet thing. And this makes, it makes it really interesting because... Well, everyone is at home, but at the same time, everyone can be uh, connected with other people in a in a in a way, and it's 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 interesting. Like the whole schools and stuff. If I can segue into that and leave Cody for the clickbait, is that possible? Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So 
Yeah, I, I wanted to about Hungary's. Well, I don't know don't know everything about how it is. I just I would rather share the experience of of being in high school and then how how this played out. Like like what two weeks ago, I guess. Uh you know, it was pretty chill like nobody really cared about it. Uh we were we were you know, in school the teachers start to say, you know, you should wash your hands and and you know it it they they started to get worried and started to ask people like if they were traveling traveling or if they were in Italy or not and uh that you know it wasn't that big of a deal and then then the news really started to go up and uh everyone yeah everyone started to panic uh, eventually the the main thing here is that i'm in the final class and uh and uh, the people we will have the exam uh this year the the final exam you are supposed to be preparing for for the f- whole four years you are going there and that that uh, decides whether or not you get accepted to university so it's an important exam uh for for many most most of the people and uh, and it looks like you know it, the whole thing is going to fall uh if the virus uh messes it up so yeah, the panic panic started to go up, and um, and yeah, well, the whole whole country was a bit panicking. And then one day, uh, <laughs> from my class, two two people were traveling to like Austria and like another country, and then they just got got back to the school, <laughs> and then they were sent back home to self quarantine and uh, we were like okay so well uh, well the guy came into school and then got sent back so there's literally no point of sending him sending him back anymore because he was in the school but uh, okay so they they sent sent him back and then like the next day it got even worse like they said that uh, okay uh, so if anyone met anyone from a different country uh just go home and and then and there was a girl who said like oh well i just met someone from uh, london should what what, sh- what should happen and then the teacher said just go home and then she just walked out of the room and and, and the teacher said like, don't come back in like two weeks like okay and and they walked out so then then the panic started to rise that was last week the middle middle of last week and they said that they will set up like sanitization in the in the school so you can only go in by uh washing your hand and and like sanitizing and all of that they even wanted to do like fever like like temperature checks and everything well I, i'm not sure if that like worked out or not um but it it started to get a bit weird like why are we even coming to school if 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 this is that bad uh and um yeah they also canceled everything like March 15 was a was it is a Hungarian holiday and then usually you know you have everything like big big um, holiday things happening there and every everything got canceled like in every big city and um, yeah that that was that was uh, well bad uh but then on Friday night uh Orban, the 
the minister he 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 did a live stream <laughs> well funny enough people in hungary uh don't even use the tv anymore they are live streaming to facebook that's that's how the government <laughs> communicates there's like facebook pages for everyone uh weird anyway <laughs> he he streamed and uh and he said like they were going to close all schools well before that Uh, last week they they closed all universities because because they were they were worried that foreign people bring in the virus and then they didn't even want to school uh, want to close the high schools but then on friday they decided to well well they should close it there was a little bit of beef because if i i read some news that orban said that well they don't want to close the high schools because then they would not pay the teachers because they will not be teaching so they they did it like a, a big brain moment like okay let's let's not fire the teachers let's call it uh online learning and then everything will be like before but without going to school so well that's what happened um well, i can tell you that there there was no online learning uh up to this point uh but it is it is it should be happening now uh and I'm not even sure how that he said that there is a system like a, a, a full blown system which will which would have been which would have been ready for September, but they will make it ready for now. <laughs> that seems uh, impossible, but and when we see no signs of that system anywhere, so well I don't know. Uh, this this online learning is not really working. They're just trying. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I think we will see a lot m- more of these attempts to move things online and probably failing at first, but then getting better. Well, but maybe this helps great. the entire infrastructure and like convincing people that this is the way forward. Well, okay. yeah, it's, actually, it's a good opportunity to for the world to like realize, oh my god, we can tell, we can we can work from home, we can uh, have online classes if there's any problem. Except right now, I just today I had my first online class because I didn't go to the other ones. And the teacher accidentally closed the the streaming app, and he spent like probably two hours like teaching for himself because like there was no one. Imagine <laughs> someone sent an email. All F four. He sent an email like, "Oh, how long have I been online?" We were like since the beginning of the lecture, and he was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I, I I I've already like been teaching for two hours here for no one." <laughs> wow, um, yeah. guys, I just want to throw something in. Um, because this is what I was exactly afraid of when I um, went home um, yesterday, came back home. Um, uh, Schleswig-Holstein Estate here, um, just, um, I mean, they haven't declared it, but they are very loudly thinking about uh, closing access to the state to tourists. So basically, only people that live there could get in. And I think are that's there what... any tourists right now, even? Like... Yeah. <laughs> Any tourists? Apparently, yeah. The thing is, everything. So the, the prices are really cheap. Yeah, what you were yeah. saying. Basically, the prices are so low that everyone yeah. who like isn't taking this seriously, plus has a little bit of money saved up, is like, man, the deal's so good, and they're going out and a little bit of money. Dude, the other day, I checked the um, sky scanner to see how like the prices of the plane tickets and everything. And I could go to basically any country in Europe for like 30 euros, like or 40 euros. And that was like insane countries to where like you would check flights on a different season and you would see like there are like 
200 euros, 100 euros, and they were like for 40 years. And I was like freaking out, like, wow, I'm socially responsible. I'm not going to travel anywhere. <laughs> I mean, before the travel ban in the, the US, I was looking at flights to New York out of interest, and you could get them for like 150 pounds and usually like 600 quid. So, I mean, I wasn't yeah. considering it, but I was like, damn, you know, that's, that's a good deal. But then yeah, again, a lot of people get stuck away from home. In something like this i i'm still hearing about people that are refusing to cancel their cruises because like they got such a good deal and now they're gonna have to like take in a bit and like why would you quarantine on a boat why where you can't you go outside it's the most it's like volunteering to be inside a submarine but like you're you're not allowed to do anything but you're gonna I mean, die <laughs> that's I mean, the difference yeah. experiments they're locking down these cruise ships they know the air circulates throughout them so i know some people are speculating like, i know this is a good way of of telling just how infectious the virus is because the sane thing to do would just be to offload these people and just put them into, you know, separate private accommodation. But quarantine them where, you know, air is, is recycled, it's, it's, it's madness. Yeah. I think, um, because I didn't answer my, my own question here, um, because I asked the other guys, what do you think is going to happen in a week? Uh, I think mm. in Germany in a week uh, we will see similar lockdown to um, that's uh, effective in Spain. I think also in France since yesterday, Austria also. I think we will see this probably everywhere in Europe. Um, and uh, yeah, probably also more increasingly um, that they try to, uh, um, yeah, um, um, what's the word? Uh, restrict travel within the States. And that was was I really afraid of because my parents live in a different state that I couldn't come back. I actually have a friend that I talked to yesterday who's going to travel to this also in a different state. Um, and his parents don't even live near to the border. So he couldn't just like hop back. It's going to be a while to travel. Um, and um, he's still convinced that he should go. And I told him better not because he doesn't want to stay with his parents. If he, he should if he go where, wherever he wants to stay. Because look at me right now. I can't go anywhere. I can I I can only stay at home. Like yeah. I cannot even I, I cannot even see my boyfriend. He lives like ten minutes away. It's a ten minute drive, and I I, I can see him for like I don't know two months. And, and you just don't know how quickly this is going to happen because they could announce mm -hmm. it any moment. There is no like they are not gonna leave you time to prepare. Yeah, they they usually will leave you like one day or two days. Yeah, <laughs> I but mean that's, that's not enough. Like yeah. maybe you read the news too late. Yeah, and I know. You can't, I don't know, can't book anything. And then the, the public transport is also very limited. Yeah. I mean, if they did announce it in advance and everyone would just start traveling, you know, just before it happens, so yeah. they're not going to do it. That's what happened in Italy. So sorry, oh, I Like it. a bunch of people. Oh, sorry. The, the press leaked the plan for uh, quarantining Italy and a bunch of people broke out like right before and spread all over the country. Wow. From the hotspot. Yeah, no, there you go. It's ridiculous. People have to be responsible in these times. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah, we have to be on the, the war footing almost. I mean, that's what the premise was describing as today. I mean, the government has gone into like a warlike mindset. That's just, you know, what they got to do. So in a week, Spain is probably still Spain. UK maybe does uh, implement some restrictions. Germany is probably where Spain, Spain. is now. <laughs> yeah. um, what about Hungary, David? Well, as far as I know, or as I heard, maybe the, we have 50 cases now. That probably means like a thousand or something like that. So I, I'm guessing, like, I'm interested what it will be in one week. But also there, is, there are news about uh, the lockdown, like 
like in Spain that you can't go out of your of your house maybe that would happen because now we don't have that we everything is closed basically so you can go out but you should should just stay home <laughs> but you are not forced to Actually, I find it interesting. Let's all guess what the numbers are in a week. <laughs> oh, oh no. my god! <laughs> we'll put a fiver on it. I I would say Germany is at. <clears throat> oh, shit, that's so hard. Thing is, the official numbers aren't going to be accurate, so it's almost. Yes. Yeah, but there's always going to be. People. Look at the could... U.S. Look at the U.S. numbers. Like it's like, yo, we don't have anyone. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I still want to hear about the US. We haven't heard much about the US yet, just yet. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, so okay, I guess, uh, let's go, let's oh, go to the US. The US sets the standard for the rest of the world, really. In a, oh, in a shit. Standard. That's not good in this case. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it from me. So, um, <clears throat> democracy in the United States uh, has reached a point where there's so much mistrust between different political parties that everyone sees an opportunity to uh, get something through as like worth taking on the political risk of just screwing over the other side. So because there hasn't been a lot of compromise, initially um, our government construed this as another attack against their ability to govern. So the initial response was that this was a PR problem and that it needed to be managed and, and make sure that people didn't perceive it negatively. So rather than our federal government, which is the strongest ability to protect against this sort of, um, this sort of problem, taking charge and leading states with uh, some sort of guideline, uh, there was a complete vacuum of power. So what happened was we had individual states and cities left to make their own decisions. Um, many of them did not take it seriously. Some of them maybe overreacted, uh, some of them underreacted, and the result was incredibly inconsistent availability of testing. Um, so initially, um, I went to the RSA conference, and that was uh, that was something that was pretty anxiety provoking for me. I used hand sanitizer like every thirty seconds, like it was ridiculous. But and of course, like at the time, like that's when China was a hot spot, and I'm sitting there being anxious and and my capacity at my job, I'm shaking hands with literally the representative from the Agricultural Bank of China and, and other people that are like walking up and like talking to, to people at booths and stuff. And that's very like, you know, so after that, we find out that two people from RSA got sick and one of them is in a coma. Um, and I have a couple red lines personally. Uh, and one of them is when people on my Twitter feed who, yeah, I follow like maybe like 600, 700 people. Um, if some of those people start getting sick, uh, and also, if events I've attended start being places that are known, uh, places where the disease was transmitted, then for me, that is when this gets real, and I'm not waiting any further than that. So I got back from uh, my trip to Germany, actually, um, where I met a bunch of you. And on that trip, um, when I got back, there were people asking me if I had been to a farm or if I had traveled to Wuhan. And I was like, I'm from... Southern Oregon, like there's a lot of libertarians there. Um, they like prepping is like ingrained in like our kind of like just like life. So as soon as I hear that, I'm like everybody coughing around me is instantly the enemy. And I was like, this is like let's take this seriously. So I get back and I, I start talking to my roommates. I'm like, let's buy extra stuff. Like let's let's really like kind of step this up. So we we made sure back then to start stocking up a little bit because we are afraid of shit like this. So. You know, things went on. We went to RSA. We came back. We find out that it's spreading much more rapidly in San Francisco 
um, than in other areas, which is where we just were, which kind of freaks us out. So that's the point where I'm like, all right, guys, like we need to go, you know, to Costco and, and have enough stuff for the next like, you know, couple of weeks and stuff because it might not be available. And sure enough, um, when we went to Costco, it was really crowded. People were still being civil, but there were certain items where if anyone took more than two things, the people around them would run in and grab two of them too, because they weren't sure what was going to be short. There was no official guidance. There were no restrictions on sales from the very onset. There were pretty big mistakes in the way that the response was managed because each individual person was left up to their own anxiety as to how much stuff to take. So I have up to four people staying with, uh, so like living in one place. So we have to manage for four people, which is a, a relatively larger supply of things than if it was just one, you know, one person living in an apartment. So, you know, for us, like stocking up was like kind of a big deal. Cause if we run out of toilet paper, there's four dudes at our house. Like, you know, that's, that's not good. Um, so like a lot of what we did in the beginning was just taking sense the, the thought of like, all right, if there's a shortage on this sort of stuff, like how would we manage it and, and going and taking care of that early. We were about a, a maybe a week, two weeks behind the first wave of shortages. As soon as that hit, you could not get those items anywhere. And that's when when people saw shortages on their shelves. That's when everyone who was starting to uh, who I spoke to and I thought was you know very I, I, like I have friends from school who are very smart who uh, I I trust very much in an emergency who were reading the numbers from China and Korea and seeing them trending down and interpreting that as being, this is going to blow over very soon. The virus numbers are going down. That means that this is over. And I was trying to tell, I was like basically using all of the authority I had, like, listen to me, like, this is not going to be over so quickly. If you trust me, I want you to listen to me on this. And they're like, no, I'm not. And I was like, there's no joy in saying I told you so when it's your friends and your family and other people you care about, like putting themselves and other people at risk. Um, it, it, it sucks and it's very uncomfortable. And like, in some ways I wish that I'd been a little bit more insistent or, or maybe even called them and, and pressed the case a little bit because it's not, you know, it's not me that's going to have to deal with the consequences of that. If you don't take it seriously and you wind up in an area where you're stuck in an uncomfortable situation for maybe a long period of time, um, if you're potentially exposing people and didn't know about it because you're asymptomatic and picked it up from someone in a communal environment, like, like, uh, I don't know, like living in a dorm or something like that. Like all of those problems are really difficult to deal with if you're not taking it seriously from the beginning. And the number one problem has been the lack of federal response and the lack of unity has made it so that each individual municipality is dealing with this in their own brand. So we have people who are so concerned about the businesses being shut down that they're saying, you know, like, we're not pansies, like go out and support your local businesses. Like don't listen to this like democratic, like hoax. And those are the people who are going to be flooding the hospitals um, at the expense of people who did prepare. Um, and that, that sucks because right now people are making choices that in two weeks to uh, two weeks to a month are going to bear fruit. Um, the people that they choose to expose themselves to now, and then the people they expose themselves to over the next couple of weeks are going to define how many people with, you know, compromised immune systems, underlying conditions, or people who are elderly um, are ex exposed or die. And on top of that, we don't know if this virus is going to mutate, if it is going to change, recombine with some other sickness or illness and become more deadly. So, you know, right now the situation is completely fluid. There are people who are contributing to the spread of the disease and potentially the mutation of the, of the disease, as well as to the mortality rate in seniors. And they're acting flippant and it, it pisses me off. I'm not the police. You know, we don't have a federal response that's going to limit people 
uh, I went to a coffee shop before things shut down and there was a guy coughing. Like he was clearly oh, sick. God. I tweeted about this because it made me so angry. Coughing everywhere, not covering his coughs. And I looked him in the eye. It's like, cover your cough. And he looked shocked. Like that would be like, like I was being rude. It was like, you were insane. Like, why would you throw a parade for your cough right now? Like stay at home. You're making people uncomfortable. And this poor waitress now has to make the decision of like how to sanitize your area for the next person or like risk like getting a bunch of people sick all day like this is ridiculous so like people who don't stay at home when they're sick people who don't take who don't listen to these quarantines is these are the people that are going to cause a big spike in our uh in the overwhelming of our healthcare capacity in the next couple months and the, I mean, the chart that I'm looking at from the, the researchers in the UK that's showing what happens if we don't take these things seriously is scary. It shows a big spike in deaths between May and June that doesn't really come down until the end of July. <clears throat> so if, I mean, these are like millions of deaths uh, and that is, these are preventable deaths, which is why in some countries you can be charged with endangering people or even manslaughter for going out and defying these quarantines because you're directly endangering public health of people who yeah, like are trying to do the right thing. And maybe exactly like if you are, if you know that you're sick, let's say you test positive and then you're going out to, you know, a crowded grocery store uh, <laughs> rather than staying home in self-isolation, like you could get dozens of people sick and one of those people could die or it could spread it to a loved one or an elderly person. Is that justice? Like uh, there's whole parts of the legal system now that have to address people who are not obeying these restrictions that are at first voluntary and now becoming mandatory. But then we get into people spreading false information. So in the United States, um, specifically in my area in Los Angeles, we currently, uh, so up north where I just was in San Francisco, there is now a shelter in place, which I was raised to believe meant that there was an earthquake, but in this case means that you have to stay inside your house and not leave. And it's basically a quarantine without the the full force of a quarantine. They're basically trying a soft quarantine before they do a real quarantine. They restricted the movement, the domestic travel of all military personnel uh, a week and a half ago. And that was a big bellwether for me as well, where they're freezing you know, military assets in place and reducing the amount of domestic travel that is permissible. And that points to an, a federal response coming down the pipeline as Donald Trump starts to wake up to the seriousness of this and also realize that like he's been putting himself in danger and he's, he's super paranoid about germs and shit. So at this point, the fact that the federal response is now waking up is way too late. So we're going to have a really large spike in casualties. Um, we're going to see local restrictions that escalate um, as cases escalate out of control. Currently, um, in my area, I have been looking at shortages uh, of testing for people with clear links to um, events that had uh, positive test results, as well as people who were traveling. They're not able to get tests. Um, they have incredibly convoluted, frustrating um, like ways of attempting to get tests and those who have gotten tested have done so at the expense of several days worth of effort and this is while feeling like absolute shit and having to also deal with the fact you can't go into work you might not be able to pay certain bills you're feeling terrible the stores are sold out of essentials you cannot get thermometers in the united states how do you tell if you have a qualifying fever if all the thermometers are sold out it's crazy. so there are people who are are in a catch-22 situation where they are obviously positive for this disease and cannot get the kind of testing necessary to verify that because either they're not going to die 
or you know, there's a, they haven't had a clear. Uh, I I heard a case of a, an emergency room worker in Pasadena, a nurse who could not get tested because the testing center told her that if she wore her respirator properly, then she would not get infected. <laughs> Um, even though she had been around uh, positive, confirmed positive cases. So even though she had exposure, she was told, basically, if you fucked up, it's on you. That is such a terrifying way to feel for an emergency room worker, someone who's on the front lines and deals with patients who have critical illnesses and immunocompromised systems. Like, like how, how is it not relevant that a healthcare worker be able to get a test? So mm-hmm. this is, I'm, I'm just reporting the news here. It, it, it does not look good. There's substantial spread, community spread, um, that I was reading about on Twitter. This is not the news reporting. And I'm seeing people that I'm following from the scale of Southern California Linux Expo getting sick um, in clusters in Pasadena and Long Beach. And this was not on the news. Uh, So, you know, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm literally just telling you that I, I see groups of healthcare workers unable to be tested. Um, that I can see just by looking at people I know on social media and staying tuned to who's sick and who's not. And I also want to say, like, thank you to the security community in general for, like, posting about your experiences and, like, everyone on Twitter that I follow that has gotten sick or that has, like, documented what has happened to them. Like, it has helped me stay safer and made those experiences more real for me. So the fact that people are out there, like, posting about their experiences, what's happening, and keeping other people aware of what happens if you were to get sick, like, I'm in a hot spot. I mean, I guess all of us kind of are now, but in particular, Southern California is a hot spot. So the restrictions are voluntary. Um, most restaurants have closed. Uh, most venues have closed. Uh, you can't you can't eat in at this point, so there's no ability to actually. Uh, oh yeah, someone's echoing a little bit. Um, there's no ability uh, to like eat indoors nowadays. But uh, really, oh, that's better. Yes, that's fixed. Um, really, the problem is you can go ahead and, and patronize these restaurants, but a lot of businesses are shutting down and have absolutely no way of. Del- experience in an online way so venues are screwed over bars are screwed over um, there's lots of things that are not uh, going to be able to function here and there's a lot of people also that can't pay their rent because of that so we're having to see support come from the county and the city uh, for not enforcing evictions uh, and then people in the middle class are saying like all right well I own apartments like what happens to me like do I get bailed out too so things um, are not as simple as they seem initially it's like okay well we want people to stay home and then we can't get these businesses to get them paid sick time off and then if they do get paid sick time off then these businesses need to be bailed out too because they can't do the jobs that they need to do so everyone suddenly needs help um, the federal government isn't able to meet the needs because they don't understand the intricacies of each group that needs help so there's they're trying to give a plan they're like all right everyone gets a thousand dollars problem solved but it's like you know, if you're a landlord that now can't collect like all the rent for all the properties that you own, that like that thousand dollars doesn't really help you that much because that doesn't go anywhere near towards making sure you don't default on your bank loans or whatever you have going on. So businesses are really suffering right now, um, especially ones that are hit hard by this. Like my business is fine because like we mostly produce content and we can shoot it from inside a studio. Not everyone has that luxury. So there's a lot of people who are really angry and are defying uh, what is right now a voluntary set of orders because, um, you know, they don't have to, uh, really. Like, uh, there's no government that's forcing them to stay indoors. There's no quarantine and there's no quarantine um, that is publicly on the horizon. But I would say, um, from my perspective, there is going to be a serious lockdown of this part of the country coming in the next week or so. Um, That's just 
how I feel like things are going to work out based on what I'm seeing in other areas. There's going to be a substantial limitation of movement. And right now, the, the mere suggestion of a shortage of something is enough to cause a run on nearly anything. So about four or five days ago, the National Rifle Association posted something on Facebook that uh, was apparently allegedly a leaked document from a possible scenario for a quarantine situation that limited the ability to buy firearms and ammunition. And as a result, there was a nationwide run on guns and ammunition. So right now, if you start driving around and look in the city, there are lines outside of gun stores that stretch around the block. And that is because our yeah. Well, that's because here people are afraid of quarantines. They're afraid of restrictions that uh, prevent them from being able to buy things that they view as essential. And in my neighborhood, I live in an area that used to be um, pretty rough, not even that not even that long ago. And uh, it's been somewhat gentrified. But the point of living in Los Angeles is you, you, know, you try to find a balance between affordable rent and acceptable danger. And in my neighborhood, I've heard more gunfire uh, than I've heard in the last four years combined, which makes me really uncomfortable to stay in this area if things were to get worse. Not everyone is prepared. Not everyone has the resources to be prepared. And a lot of people waited too late. And now there's not supplies. So if today there was a, a, a federal or local, like, quarantine of this area there are so many people that don't have the food or resources to hold out that people would start to panic and the fact that there's been a a run on guns makes me feel like people who do have supplies are probably pretty concerned about those who don't have supplies starting to get desperate so you know in the united states there's this weird like kind of like yeah government's great until it doesn't work and then we have to plan so there's been a big run on anything seen as survival supplies, MREs, meals ready to eat, uh, anything that can help you hold out for a long period of time. But anybody that isn't kind of like a prepper or at least tuned into the news has waited too long. And now they're starting to panic because they can't get essentials like toilet paper, uh, certain types of food. <laughs> really, the, 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 the food problems aren't as severe as people think. There's a lot of stuff that's sold out, but provided you're willing to eat frozen food. Like I went to a grocery store and I had to wait in a fairly long line, but I was able to get, you know, 50 bucks worth of like frozen lasagna and stuff. And it's going to be enough food for, you know, me for maybe like a week or so. Um, So there's definitely still stuff out there, but the problem is like, nobody is really, um, I saw a couple masks from people in the grocery store, but because there's no cohesive guidelines, everybody's looking to each other in order to determine how to react. Because this is an unprecedented unprecedented situation. No one knows what the right move is. So yeah, one of my friends like, works in a call center. Like lots of, like the, the WHO already announced how to react and like everyone's announcing how to react, like on like uh, how to like wear the masks or like... Mm-hmm. Uh, um not wearing the mask indeed but like um all these problems are now caused because like people are like just like running around like for example what you said before like when the thing is that people are like ra- like markets are running out of like um resources it's be- basically because like people are panicking and they're just like buying lots of stuff like the toilet paper Oh, is it just me breaking up? It's probably just me breaking up. Well, <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's this. Hello, okay. hello, hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, we moved to Russia. Now it's I've, now okay. it's fine. This call did cool. have outages earlier today. <laughs> yes, same. Everyone, going surprisingly well. I, I was just gonna, just <laughs> what you were saying, Dean. The reason masks and putting something oh, in yeah. your face. Yeah, what, is I, so what I was important. saying is. 
is that the all the main health um i don't know what's going on all the main health <laughs> what, what, why is there so much echo 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 for me um okay so the thing is that um like there's already like big um like big organizations that are like suggesting how to react like the who they're like telling people not to like use masks and leave them for like people that really need them like infected people and or people that have other diseases and like um healthcare system workers and uh, the things that with the supplies it's it's basically with all this prepper thing and like people buying stuff it's not like markets are just running out of stuff like because like it's a pandemic it's a global event it's basically because people are freaking out everyone's panicking they are just like oh my god i need to restock everything uh but i'm not just restocking i'm buying like for restocking myself like toilet paper for like five years of toilet paper and you see people here on the on their houses they are like storing like um not even but around like hundreds of like oh, toilet paper packages and he's like why are you doing this like it's like if everyone just kept on buying the same um stuff they were buying before nothing would run out of like they, we would still yeah. ha- we would still have all the resources we would still have uh, toilet paper we would still have um meat we would still have vegetables we would we would still have everything and it's just people freaking out and that's that's so, so irresponsible actually well i mean there's also a lot of uncertainty because nobody knows if their area is going to be quarantined or not so they're all preparing for potentially you know two three months worth of being stuck at home or not being able to anticipate something being in stock so quarantine they can still go out for buying food like right but right but if you're buying i mean people here are thinking like okay if i have a family and i need to go out and buy toilet paper and it's gonna be three months like you know, they need a certain amount of that, and now it's not available. So that's why people are also starting to, then they turn to online services, and those have deliveries that are now delayed for for up to months, uh, potentially. So yeah. a lot of the stuff that people are like, oh, everyone who is going to stores right now is an idiot. I'll just buy it on Amazon Prime. They're like, okay, that's yeah. that's two months <laughs> from now. 50 euros. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, really, it's really getting it. Amazon Prime? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I, I had to search for uh, a good hour to find a, a thermometer. Um, that could be delivered by the end of the month. Wow! Just I like, mean, America's uh, so much bigger. I mean, it's much more of a like supply it's chain. It's not only problem. that. Here like, in the UK, everything's so close together; it's not really, really much of an issue. I can still buy a uh, whatever it is and have it next day. Though, um, yeah, no, it's bad. I mean, one thing I was just going to say on the importance of um, covering your face and making sure you stay away from infected areas is that the virus. If you do get ill. There's different levels of ill and the viral load you receive from someone else is super important. So if you only get a very small viral load and you only get a, a, a few a, a few uh, viruses, I, I suppose, um, your body has a much longer time to prepare its defenses and generate T cells because it's, it sees the virus and it can, you know, it has time to prepare the defenses because these viruses need to replicate and that takes time. However, if you're really laissez-faire about this kind of thing, you don't try and cover your face, your, your nose, you don't do any of that, and you get a large viral load, then it can it, it escalates a lot quicker. Your body doesn't have time to build up. You can get a lot sicker, and this increases a lot of, um, well, the chance of death and more serious health issues. Like I, I was going to note as well, I, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, so stop me if I did, but um, even people who recover, who were completely healthy beforehand, can be left with permanent lung damage I yeah mean, of course, this is evolving very quickly 
But um, yeah, yeah it, they, they showed like 15 to 20% of people who do recover, they can mm -hmm. have uh, the lung capacity reduced by up to 30%. So they can, you know, uh, they won't be able to walk briskly without breathing deeply. And that can take decades to recover from. So it's really important that people be mindful of these things because, yeah, it's, it's just a bit of a crazy situation. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So here, hmm? uh, I was going to say I, I find it kind of interesting. I can see some similarities to the US from Germany, which sounds weird, but um, as I said, this mentality here is a bit conservative. Like, yeah, let's just wait it out, not overreact. That's kind of the mentality, and that's like really bad in this situation. But luckily, as I said last week. Um, the politicians, the government kind of wake up suddenly and uh, did all these things, which are essentially waking up all the people now. And um, it's interesting because I look at the US and it's like the exact same. They're all very afraid of um, the consequences of implementing these restrictions as they were here and discussing them all day. Um, but the difference is here, the government stepped up and actually did the right thing, even like throughout party lines and everything they just like completely overcome their difficulties i'm amazed by this actually uh meanwhile in the u.s it's apparently quite a shit show uh, one senator blocked a support package because he he didn't want to offer um paid sick leave to workers oh my god wow. yeah dude that that's a thing right there are so many um so many problems coming up if you say that the, your entire population must stay home basically um, but here they are coming up with solutions on the way, and that's exactly what you should do. What you should do, um, basically implement these lockdowns to um, to slow down further spread, and then you have time to think of um, helping people, setting up uh, credits for for small businesses, you know, uh, paid sick leave, all this all this stuff. You can figure it out, and you should figure it out fast. But first, implement these. Uh, these measures to keep it from spreading because if you don't then it's too late who cares who cares if you have money if you're dead yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I, I well right now that. also oh, sorry oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Oh, i was just gonna say the us is a very um well, i would uh just from my perspective it's much more of an individualist society so people more look out for themselves their families whereas europe and in spain and italy it's much more collectivist to a certain extent so people are much easily brought together but especially in places, even like London, where it's much more metropolitan, it's much more, uh, I suppose, um, uh, fragmented. Uh, people, it, it's going to be really difficult for people to band together. I, I, it, you're going to see a lot of social unrest if it gets, you know, really bad. Yeah, there's, a, there's just a really. You're right. Like the U.S. is much more individualistic. Like I think we're gonna have a better uh, chance of just isolating ourselves because everyone kind of anticipates having to plan for themselves at least uh, somewhat. Um, but yeah, it, it's a little discouraging because an aggressive early federal like response that like gave good guidance and was able to get people tested early on would have made this a non-event. Like our country was completely capable of dealing with an event like this efficiently and using its massive resources to s save money later on. Uh, but we didn't, and we didn't do that for a lot of reasons. I would point out the fact that we fired our entire uh, pandemic response team. Um, the group that was responsible for planning um, what to do in a situation like this. Uh, and then we acted like surprised when this got really bad. 
So like treating this like a PR problem, like firing the people who actually were qualified and able to do something about it and then failing to use our massive resources to actually save money later on. It's kind of a hallmark of our society right now. Um, but yeah, it's just that argument is like, you know, do you do you give homeless people a place to live or do you pay their expenses every time they go to the ER? Like which one is more expensive? And they can do the studies and show you that it's more it's more cost effective to give them a place to live because then they don't go to the ER and you don't have to have that taxpayer burden but people don't believe it they still see it as um you know as giving a handout and that's that's not fair but when it makes society better there's a hard line as to when you're able to screw over the poorest and most vulnerable people and say it's their fault for not having better resources and we're bumping up against that problem right now because our healthcare system is incredibly unprepared for this um we've got this like tough guy mentality where it's just like you know you don't have health insurance better not get sick it's like so many people are cool with that. That's the worst possible scenario for them. That like, oh god, we we basically like had our government like first tell us like, hey, listen very carefully. Health insurance is very important, and you should have it. And, and it was a very hard sell. People hated it. They're like, man, health insurance terrible. But now they're just like, well, thank God for our insurance companies aren't going to be too badly hit because there's so many uninsured people. It's like most people are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't think that's a problem like you're you're like happy about like you know the the impact like not being so bad on insurance it's just like that's insane my god so there are people who are more financially concerned about having to go into work because their companies are not letting them work from home i have a, a friend actually my friend who made fun of you guys for being nerds earlier is working from home because he finally convinced his work who is on the same floor as a freaking um uh clinic that sees people with flu symptoms all day that he could work from home. This is a call center. You know, he's been in our studio like doing his job probably better and easier than he does in the actual office all day. And he had to fight with his manager this morning in order to get that, that, that to happen. And he was afraid he was going to get fired. There's a lot of people who feel that way here. So, Italy you know, just, he... It, Italy just passed a law, yeah. like, like a temporal law. I, I don't know if it was yesterday or today. So uh, no one can fire anyone while this is going on. And... It's kind of interesting. Yeah. There, there are people here that have been fired um, I, that I know of on Twitter uh, yeah. for asking for accommodations. There are people who are immunocompromised that try not to come into the office and are told that they, they can't do that. Um, there's a lot of uh, people who uh, are being the victims of employers who are greedy, unprepared, or fundamentally just don't understand what's happening. There was a... the not to get too specific, but the, my friend is uh, working with a, a, a group that is heavily involved in this like big Brazilian mega church. And their position was if God's plan is to get sick, then, you know, you just got to get sick and not question it. And that was so scary and dangerous to me because like, they don't get to make that choice for every employee at that company. Like that's, I, I would find that very unreasonable. So the fact that the people in a position of power believe that this was part of like a religious event, um means that my friend very very clearly felt like he would be fired or otherwise you know prevented from doing the what he needs to at a bare minimum to keep his family safe because you know when he's when he's living with his family he has to consider their health as well and if any one of them is the weakest link he could be the one that's responsible for that person getting sick if he doesn't insist now so the 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 responsibility has shifted to individual employees to insist that um, they not be put in positions of risk because employers are not doing so voluntarily and there's no federal or state guidance on how to on how to manage this mm -hmm. so the situation is both like complicated and um also 
just like horrible for a lot of people being put in positions where they have no idea whether they expose someone who might be vulnerable. I mean, you guys have got a yeah. oh. right? So that just complicates thing, things even further because, I mean, the old mantra is it's the economy, stupid. So if people don't want to, if the, if the politicians don't want to take drastic steps that could um, negatively impact the economy, then it, it just screws anything, everything up even more because, uh, yeah, it's, right. it's just a massive um, obstacle that you guys really don't need right now. I mean, we've just cancelled our elections yeah. for, for a year, so they've just been pushed ahead uh till 2021 so i don't know how it'll affect you guys hmm. well we're also seeing um one account that i follow is i think it's like bot sentinel and bot sentinel follows troll bots that are operated by like other governments and stuff and, and keeps track of what they're tweeting about they're all over this um they're trying to use this as another wedge between the left and the right in order to cause as much disruption as possible. So this event, as well as anything else that can be exploited is definitely coming up in our elections. So yes, it's really politically sensitive to take any major action right now because there's an army of troll bots that are willing to create a bunch of fake news or news articles about it, um, fire up one side or the other and, and cause real deaths by causing delays and other sorts of misinformation to spread about the kinds of policies that need to be out there. So, I mean, it's a real chance for our adversaries to go in and start messing things up and getting people to put the brakes on things that will save lives. Gosh. Yep. I think, I think this is actually, <laughs> this crisis is a good example of why healthcare, like universal healthcare yeah. is important. Because if you just say, you know, why do I have to pay for other people's healthcare? <laughs> You're gonna die eventually yeah. because of shit like this, and um, exactly. yeah, the only there will be a recession probably. Uh, I mean, people are afraid of saying that, but if you just look at how like how each country is reacting, how they put billions or trillions into the economy right now, um, I think we are we are in a recession probably already. We just don't know it yet because we can't see the the symptoms yet. Yeah. Wait till three. I think, uh, especially because the U.S. is reacting so poorly, this will have an, uh, an, an la a very lasting inf um, uh, effect. And especially since yeah. China is doing so well. So um, that's going to be very interesting world after this crisis. And the only thing we can hope for is that maybe we, um, we learn from it and restructure our economy, maybe. Um, Freedom yeah. is a really great thing. Um, the Chinese uh, response to this was based on kind of a belief that like humanity is one organism and must be r regulated yeah. like a machine. So there was a lot of things that, you know, people in the West would consider to be extremely draconian that successfully halted the spread of the virus that frankly are somewhat incompatible with the way that we view the way that life should be. And so we if we want that. our, well, yes, because it's, I mean, really what this <laughs> is, to. is it, it is also a test to see if our method of government and of our type of society can survive an event like this um, without, you know, having to sacrifice all the things that we enjoy so much. So if we want to basically come out of this on good footing, we need to be able to have an effective response without sacrificing as much of our you know, liberties as possible. Uh, hopefully, you know, not on a permanent basis, but, you know, going to like a Chinese style society Uh, because of an event like this, there was a lot of things that changed after in our country after the September 11th attacks, where you know a lot of different things accelerated because people were afraid, and it allowed 
um, power to be consolidated. It allowed substantial political change. And uh, my worry is if this event you know, accelerates, if lots of people die, if there's instability, um, what kind of changes could happen as a result to, you know, right now we see in Israel um, some really interesting stuff coming out about their uh, surveillance ca capability now being used for public health. And it's quite controversial, but it sounds like, you know, in some cases, Israel's pulling out all the stops and even like, you know, taking the veil off of some of these secret programs and machines they have going on that are able to track people's movements very, very closely and suddenly being like, all right, this stuff is now out in the open. Just so you know, this has been on the entire time. Now we're using it for public health, but this thing is going to stay on and you just need to get used to it. Um, so uh, I, is that a good response right now? Um, when you're, you should be pulling out all the response, all the stops, like it, it very well could be, but my fear is also like seeing some sort of like, uh, like nine 11 style, like change in the laws, um, in order to track people more narrowly in order to use surveillance technology or otherwise, uh, like call up emergency powers, like if we need to, in order to concentrate power. So, you know, it's just kind of spooky. Like you see that the, the way to, um, the way to beat this is to either act together by understanding the threat and taking appropriate measures. And if that fails, then the government has to step in and force stupid people to stop, you know, screwing everyone else over. Um, as much as, as that can be voluntary is as much of our society that works. If we can have these soft quarantines, if we can avoid having soldiers in the street in order to enforce these things, and it means that our, our system of government can handle this sort of thing, even if it didn't have the best start, which is, again, depressing. Um, but if, if we are fundamentally unable to come together, uh, to respond to this in a way that makes sense, then like we can expect that our method of government and our method of, of just society is going to be challenged and the, whatever society can stand up to this sort of emergency best is going to be in the best position at the end of all of this. So oh, yeah. it's really up to us. Had the, had the Patriot Act shortly after 9-11. So that had a big impact on, you know, surveillance and all that kind of stuff. So we're still waiting to see of you know, what, what's going to happen based on this. And something is going to happen. I think this could be you know, monumental. Yeah, there's a lot of right now, everyone's in emergency mode. And while everyone is distracted, this is this is an opportunity that some people are going to take advantage of in order to pass new laws. Right now, encryption is under attack in the United States. There's um, some laws that are, are trying to make it you know illegal to have uh, encryption that doesn't have backdoor in certain types of, of communication that are going through Congress. So, you know, this would be a big deal if other things weren't happening, but it's just really important to not, not get too distracted and also not panic, uh, but also, you know, really take these things seriously. And if you see people acting recklessly, like it's, there's no, there's, everyone is looking to someone else to tell them how to behave. That can be you in your community, or yeah, that can be you in your social group, or, or you can kind of like spread that throughout your, your group of friends that if others around you are acting irresponsibly, like it is, it is down to you individually to make sure that our style of freedom works by, by leaning on those social bonds and making sure that the people around you are aware of the threat and how they should be reacting. Because there's so many people who don't know and either could be through no fault of their own, or it could through be through just nobody has taken the time to really impress upon them, like what they should be doing. Um, you know, people are just looking around for what to do. And a lot of bad information is out there. So I, I'm not saying that people who are doing things that are putting other at risk um, are blameless, but I'm also not saying that they're, you know, being deliberately malicious. A lot of the time, like it's, it's down to providing good examples and getting good information out there that can really help in this sort of thing. Because again, Others are taking on the opportunity to spread false information, bad information, or advance their own agendas. Okay, guys, we are um, we are already way over time. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I don't want to stop this flow, but um, I, th I think we yeah, should do I, this again. I have some shopping. Yeah, I have some shopping to do as well. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> some dinner to do. <laughs> yeah, a couple of things I want to I wanna say or ask beforehand. I was going to ask everyone um, not only what you expect in a week, but what you expect in a month and a year. Oh, but uh, I realized how this was going, uh, pro progressing this episode, that this is pointless. Even I can only think of like three days ahead. I have no idea what's what's in a I, week. I can't even think above um, one week because like yeah, things exactly. are changing so fast and uh, governments are taking such a uh, never seen before measurements and uh, they they are just uh, doing things like improvising and like uh, trying new things and copying each other. The same thing that uh, Cody said that's happening with locals and uh, people are seeing each other to see how people react. Is the same thing is happening with governments. Like someone takes this measurement, and then this other government takes a measurement that's basically the same, and then everyone starts copying each other, and uh, that's someone how it's working. Start. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's gonna be something like really. I, I hope like from a year now, um, there will be a vaccine, and this won't be a huge problem. But uh, we'll have probably we'll go through an economic recession. Like it's gonna be horrible. Like the crisis is gonna uh, hit pretty hard. The thing is, there's just no way to guess what it's gonna look like because it's so different to yeah. the previous crisis. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. One one thing I want to ask everyone: uh, What's your like everyday life now? What's your schedule or what's your plan? Stay at home, work, try and make the most <laughs> of the free time, the time that, you know, I'm, I'm not socializing anymore for obvious yeah. reasons. So, yeah, just trying to keep myself busy. That's all I can do. Yeah, the same. Like, uh, I just, like, work out and, like, try to stay healthy because, like, you're not going out, you're not really moving at all. Mm. And um, I'm also, like, uh, playing some video games, going to online university uh studying and uh just hiking around like making some like old projects i had around on my project thrower you know <laughs> and uh just like trying to like you're the same as john to like try to keep me entertained yeah i will also look that i work on continue working on my projects um yesterday we had the last hackerspace meetup basically uh for a long time probably um <clears throat> i don't I don't know if if it even was responsible to meet up yesterday, but again, this culture here it didn't really hit this um yeah, people don't understand this situation yet um I wanted to see everybody for last time. I think we were five people, six people I can't remember uh went to the youth center for last time for yeah a while and uh, kind of planned how we're gonna continue and um what we do is what most people probably do. We move our our meetings online, so we're just gonna meet up at the same time, just like on Discord instead of <laughs> um, on on the physical in the physical places. And um, yeah, we are we. <laughs> there were discussions of setting up a Minecraft server or something. I don't know, just like playing together, keeping us busy. And uh, yeah, I have about a week before um, there's 
going to be like serious restrictions on travel. Um, my friends and I have been mostly self-isolating, but also making sure that we're about, oh my God, like a week or so behind ahead of the like shortages. So like we can generally anticipate the stuff that's going to be sold out or that in short supply. And we're trying to like make sure we have those things before they get uh, sold out. And so, so far we've been pretty successful. Next step is deciding where we want to ride this out. We know based on the severity of other places that right now I can work from anywhere, um, especially if I'm just doing some of the easier to produce stuff like live streaming and some, like null byte episodes, that sort of stuff. So we're considering uh, a group of my friends are considering moving um, out of Los Angeles for a little bit while we still are able to, um, especially if we're in a place where it's just us that we're interacting with. It's easy to go like hiking, you know, whatever we want to do, like while we're kind of like not able to do anything else. And I would love to have you know, a situation where it's like me and maybe like three other people that I'm close with in an area that might be a little bit more remote. Um, that's not going to be as hard hit by this, but still has enough medical facilities that, you know, there's a hospital fairly nearby. So um, yeah, might be moving. Uh, we'll see. Uh, there's some, some intricacies I still need to work out. And it, it again, this is just a, I need to make a decision now. Um, if I'm not serious about this and consider the option in a week, I won't have the choice. Uh, so yeah, maybe when I, uh, when we do this next check-in, I'll be, uh, streaming from like, I don't know, like Eastern Wyoming or something. Who knows? (laughs) I will say one thing. It's, it's real cheap out there. So, um, if you're looking for a beautiful place to like live stream and all you need is good, fast internet, like, you know, there's, there are a lot of options that might work out again. That's not for everyone. I'm single. My, the amount of my uh, responsibilities, I have a cat that was born under my house. So like, I haven't exactly like signed up for a lot of things that like limit my ability to like, you know, I'm not going to school right now. Most of my stuff is based on content that I can shoot virtually anywhere. So if I wanted to go off, you know, and, and turn this into a little bit of an adventure, um, I would be able to still do that, but most people aren't in that position. So um, the next couple, the next week or so is going to be, pretty crazy for me while I look at cost expenses, like what it would take to actually pull this off and like see how, if the group I'm friends with is, is actually you know, serious about this and also figure out what to do about my apartment. Although it looks like no evictions will be happening. So essentially free rent. So, you know, for me, I can spend over a thousand dollars on an apartment in Los Angeles, or I could spend $300 for a, a quarter of a place somewhere that's going to be less affected by this. So I feel like a lot of people are doing the same thing. Again, trying to, head, trying to stay ahead of the curve on this one, but it also just might not be necessary or it just might not, frankly, be possible. So, Yeah, luckily, the place I live in is, I think, by nature for this, relatively safe. Uh, the city is, doesn't have a big population. Uh, it's quite small. The number of cases around is, is low. The number of cases in, in our state is pretty low. Um, but I mean, that's due to the, the state in general, isn't that populated. Um, um, but yeah, I can, uh, I can, I can walk to the next store. Um, it's probably not one of those where preppers go all crazy about, and, um, it has, there were some shortages, but I think it's going to be fine. And I can also just like go out in the. Uh, yeah in the forest or something uh it's not like um i mean i'm not saying i'm go out camping or whatever i'm just saying like i don't live in the center of madrid for example yeah I, that's, I, that's and, and uh, parks are closed or something i can yeah. easily you know go out uh catch some air and uh yeah that i'm i'm really glad i have that uh we have yeah. one proper friend who's planned for anything, even no matter how big or small, is to just go out in, in the woods and just survive on nature. I was like, you can't have the same plan for every event. It just doesn't <laughs> scale. 
I mean, that's a nice romantic idea, but I think it'll get old after like a week or so of eating squirrel or something. I was like, so what happens if you get bit by a snake? What hospital will you be going to full of old dying people from the virus? Like, is going to like take you for a stupid snake bite that you could have not gotten? John T. John T. John T. Looking at snake. Okay, well, John T. Is getting his his snack. Um, actually, um, we had another guest on the podcast who canceled because he's uh, going to meet some friends, and I want to shit talk him too much. But still, mm -hmm. um, what country I, are they in? Maybe I'll avoid that country. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, it's a small country. <laughs> uh, you're not gonna avoid it. Not, not you, not you, Cody. I'm oh, gonna right. tell you later. Anyway, <laughs> okay, um, right. what was I going to say? Oh yeah, um, keep Snack. calm and and stay the fuck home. Wow, curious. Wow, ah. he's no, gonna bite bites. you. He's got a bit of a bulge here because of the food. He's never bitten me before. <laughs> Let's see if we can get him to the. Uh... You wow. clickbait. That's gonna be thumbnail. <laughs> it's gonna be thumbnail if I upload this to YouTube or something. Yeah. Oh, people are yeah, gonna but, be like, um, what did the snake say about the virus? <laughs> um Okay, while everyone is distracted, um keep in mind it looks like four people the camera, are the snake. snake. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So uh keep in mind, uh, even like experts say like eighty percent of the cases are mild. Uh, even if the number is higher, if uh, at 80%, that means one of five cases is hospitalized. Like, we are five people in this stream right now. If oh, we God. all get infected, chances are very high that one of us has to go to the hospital. And if the hospitals are full, then chances are very high you could die. And so this is like, I, I have friends that take that not that seriously, or I think they don't take that seriously. They don't understand the situation yet. Even if The, the mortality rate isn't that high. Even if you're young and healthy, that doesn't have to mean anything. Um, consider how many people you know and how high the chances are that maybe, you know. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I don't come off as serious. Why don't you I'm so sorry. I'm But so, I'm just so going to ignore that. I um, think we should give the advice. We, we should, like, um, remember everyone the advice is that the who is giving out. Um, on this podcast, I'll go put like, a snack away. He's uh, um, there he is. He's called Tangent. I mean, we, we are not like uh, we are not doctors or anything. I'm just saying because I have friends um that could be on this podcast but decided not to, and I think I'm they're gonna be fine. Like this is just starting out, but that's still like stay the fuck home. Just stay the fuck home. It's it's and stay at home. Wash your hands. Just check for fake news around, and just like have like just. Get some distance from other people, and uh, just try to be uh, socially responsible, and try to think about other people, and uh, don't freak out with these things, and buy all the all the resources on the supermarkets. Okay. Yeah, Cody, I'm not shit, shit talking, James. James didn't know that until you just said so. Uh, true, but uh, everyone in the stream can receive the the pop ups from the notifications. So I just. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, uh, David, you you have you have a, like a schedule set up, right? For your uh, for well, your I tried, I try, I try to do something because otherwise it can really fall apart. 
So I think it's important to have some kind of schedule. I try to do uh, the get back doing bug bounty. And uh, also I want to get more into like uh, music stuff, which I'm really a beginner in. And uh, yeah, well, this is a great time to do uh, hobbies and stuff like that. You never had time before. And also something I want to stress is that like exercise is really important. I mean, you kind of don't want to do it, but if you do it, you will feel so much better after it. Like uh, I can say this from experience like um, if you do some kind of exercise at home like it, it will definitely help and make you make you feel better for so, so don't do it for necessary for being like stronger or being more fit if that's not a goal for you but just if you want to get a better mental yeah is you're going to be better in all around so I recommend that but but it's hard. It's hard because everything is closed and you, you can truly do it at home. So, well, it's not figured out yet for me neither. But but yes, I'm trying to keep a, a bit stricter schedule because otherwise you just go into YouTube and you say like, oh, well, you know, I don't have anything today so I could just watch one YouTube video. And then you start watching and it's like you watch two hours or like three hours and then... You don't want to do anything else after that, so the whole day can go slide out of control, and that's a difficult situation. The whole quarantine, like uh, the whole mental mental health side of this, which is hard, I think. Like people are not ready for this. Like, or no one is ready for this. Like we are like social uh, creatures, so we need to connect with other people. Uh, we live in a society <laughs> yeah so 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 this is definitely an issue and i'm not sure if if people are promoting enough about how to deal with this because you know that's not really important not really the most important thing right now but we we should also focus on this uh more i think yeah i think um you have to come up with some kind of schedule to keep yourself busy. I mean, most of us probably, we are used to this more or less uh, in this field. But um, yeah, the majority of the population isn't. So even, you know, talk to this with your friends, your parents, whatever, because uh, they might not be, um, yeah, they they maybe maybe they can't handle that as easily and you know like the first week probably gonna be fine but if this this will go on for probably months maybe uh, depending on the country the situation and how they're gonna like uh, lower the restrictions and all that we don't know but it's safe to assume that this is going on for at least a couple of weeks so one closing thing I wanted to mention also is um, just be hyper aware of people who have underlying conditions or special conditions, um, people with serious allergies, like other people that will need hospitalization if something were to pop up or something that might pop up occasionally, asthma, diabetes, all those things. Those people are especially vulnerable, not just from getting sick from the disease, but also not having access to critical healthcare in hospitals because those will be overwhelmed in a couple of weeks. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you know someone that needs an EpiPen um, because they have allergies, make sure that you have one of those handy. Or if you have an extra one, maybe communicate that to someone who needs it. Um, this is a time where if you happen to have extra medication or, or supplies for someone who might need that sort of thing, um, insulin, like EpiPens, that sort of thing, just make sure that like it's going to the people who need them 
uh, and don't hoard those sorts of supplies. Like when there's going to be a crunch on like medical facilities and that sort of thing. It's just like, you know, it, it, uh, the risk here isn't just from getting sick. It's also from vulnerable people needing those hospital facilities. And if you know anyone like that, just take extra care to make sure that they stay isolated and make sure that they have the supplies they need. If an emergency comes up, it's a terrible time to come you know, into an emergency room um, needing an urgent care and then see a line of people that are on the verge of death. Like that it's got, it's not going to really um, work out well for you if you don't plan for those sorts of things now, because that is very preventable. All right. Yeah, this is, this was, um, okay. I'm, I'm hesitant to say this was fun. <laughs> but I don't know how I'm going to sleep now. After hearing all of you guys again. <laughs> but I still think this was um, a cool um, way of doing the podcast. Um, we should, we should do that again, I think. Um, I agree. Doing it live was fun too. Um, it would be nice to, I haven't been looking at the stream or anything, but it wouldn't be nice to also like take questions or maybe answer things next time too. So now that we've kind of gotten the state of things yeah, out there. Look, while yeah, we are yeah. talking, uh, Fole is shit talking me that I didn't ping people on the Discord. My PC oh. is lagging well, so much. Don't, don't, don't read the comments that were before because I read them and they okay. were like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah if it's just there's then I don't care. Yeah. I haven't paid attention to the chat or anything really because um, I'm recording, I'm streaming, I'm talking and hoping nothing crashes. And that's already <laughs> kind of difficult. So, um, mm. yeah. But, um, yeah, we can we can improve, I guess. Yeah, we, so. could, we could make more live streams and like this kind of interactive live streams like Adafruit does and yeah, it would be interesting. We have yeah. time now, Ooh. so... <laughs> Yeah, we have a lot of time. Yeah, we also all have really interesting projects. So if we swap this for something where we're each like showing off a project we're working on or something, that could be that could be fun too. Just like a check in where like I mean, Satanic, you're always coming out with new stuff. I know you're like doing a lot of new projects. Stefan and I have been collaborating on new features for the D author. Like, and then also like Dean, you always make like anything we do look so much better. Because <laughs> like our strong point is definitely not making things look pretty. You saw the the posters I made. At, uh, oh, like at so, I mean, but you made it on purpose. <laughs> so like good. you made them look horrible on purpose. I, mean, I just so. saw you be like viscerally offended by it. Yeah, and then David, like, you know more about like actually like making money off the sort of thing than any of us do. So like, yeah, it would it would be good to maybe turn this format into something more as live streaming is becoming a thing that people are oh, looking out for. So they'll be stuck. I wonder how bug bounties, um, like if that that whole industry is going to continue with this actually. Definitely, but I'm hungry, so let's talk about that next time. Yeah, we are <laughs> way over time. All right. <laughs> then. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you for no, listening. I really enjoyed this. Like honestly, it was, it was good. It was good. It was good to do. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Awesome. Cheers. Yeah. See you next time. All bye right. Bye. 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 -bye. bye, -bye.